The following shiur has been presented by Rabbi Yehoshua Sova, Rabbi of Kehillat Shari Ezra, Miami Beach, Florida. For more shiurim or information, please visit vshc.org or call 1-844-200-TSHC. That's 1-844-200-8742. Bezat Hashem, we will be discussing this week's parasha, that Apashat Korach, where we find that after the showdown between Korach and Adato, and that of Moshe Rabbeinu, and Korach was swallowed with the whole Edah, it seems to be there were still some doubts as to the veracity of Korach's Ta'ana, that maybe Maduatid Nasu al Hashem was a real legitimate claim, and therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to put that to, at ease and say that no one had a complaint whatsoever at Aron HaKohen, that he was actually the chosen one. It was not chosen by that Moshe Rabbeinu. It was Hashem himself that chose that Aron would be the Kohen. How did they do that? So the parasha tells us that Moshe Rabbeinu assembled everyone together and told all the Shvatim that they should assemble and each one should place a staff in the middle of the Ol Moed and Aaron should be in between all of theirs. And whoever HaKadosh Baruch Hu will choose to be that of the Kohen Gadol, there will be a sign on there. And we know the Pasuk tells us in Perek Yudzayim, Pasuk Chav Gimel, Vayotze Perach, and out came a blossom, Vayotze Tzitz, and a bud emerged, Vayigmosh Kedim, and the almonds started to flourish. So the Balaturim tells us, why is it that it had to say three expressions of perot that are coming out here. First it says vayotze perach, that first came a blossom, then vayotze tzitz, and then came a bud, vayigmosh kedim, and then the almond now bursted forward. Says about Torim, these three expressions are also reflected on three personalities that were ma'arer ala kuhuna. And who was that? So he says it was Uziahu. As we know, Uziahu, he wanted to be a kohen as well. That's why he stuck out his hand to catch the Aron HaKodesh, and he got Tzara'at, and Korach, from the Suz Parasha, that, as well, he also fought against the Kuhuna, and that of Yeravam Ben Nevat, he wanted to be a Kohen as well, that's why he set up a, quote-unquote, Beit HaMikdash in the north, to prevent people from going to Yerushalayim, to see that there was any legitimacy to Malchut Yehuda, rather they could stay up in the north, and they don't have to go, and presumably he wanted to be a Kohen also. So those three personalities is reflected in the Perach, Tzitz, and Shkedim. We were thinking a possible Remez for why these three is because if you take each one of the letters of Perach, Tzitz, and in Shkedim, the second letter at least, in, in each one of those letters, off by one letter in sequential form of the Alephet, we would find there's a Remez to each one of the names. For example, Perach, the Blossom, that is Otpe. What is right before that of Otpe? Ayin. And that represents Uziahu. So that's Vayotze Perach, referring to Uziahu. Vayotze Tzitz, and a bud came out. What is that referring to? So Tzitz starts with the letter Tzadi. And what comes right after the letter Tzadi? That's Akuf, representing that of Korach. And the next part of the Pasuk, Vayigmosh Kedim, and the almonds came forth. That what's the Shkedim? So Shkedim is spelled Shin Kuf. What is the letter after Kuf? That's Eresh. And Yeravam, his first letter started with a Yud, but the second letter was Eresh, hinting to that the Shkedim represented Yeravam. So you have Uziyahu is the Perach, Korach was the Tzitz, and Shkedim is Yeravam, 
symbolizing those three were the ones that engaged in a battle to try to get the Kuhuna. And the Medrash HaGadol brings down that the reason why HaKadosh Baruch Hu specifically chose Shkedim, not just because, like Rashi HaKadosh tells us, that the reason why we have this specific instance of Shkedim is because a person who is fighting against Kuhuna, they're starting off with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and immediately the result is going to be hit right back at them, just like Shkedim, they grow instantaneously. Besides for that, it says in Medrash HaGadol, that you have to know that these Shkedim, it depended which side of the staff they grew on. It sounds like it was a continuous process. If the Shkedim grew on the right side, that meant that it was Tzad of Mimtuka Dinim, that it was actually not Din, that was a harsh Din, rather it was sweet almonds. However, if it was on Tzad Asmali, it was on this left side, that signified it was marim, it was very difficult, very bitter, and it was an indicator of what was going on with HaKadosh Baruch Hu's relationship with Kali Yisrael. And that would make sense with the Gemara that says, Nignezum mate Aaron, that that was hidden away because this had to be concealed from people to know whether or not when, the, when they had to take away the different items in the Mishkan, this was one of the items that had to be nignaz to for us to ask Tamidei Chachamim, what is HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us? Be that as it may, you see from here that this element of a fruit growing forth, literally from a stick in the ground, made us wonder, if somebody were to go over to the Shkedim, would you make a Baracha? Now, you're going to tell me, well, of course now, we know that Maaseh Nisim, is a whole discussion about that. The Gemara talks about that. If Maaseh Nisim, you make a Baracha on that, is the Chayav in Maaser, is the Chayav in Terumot, all the different shelo that come up in Maaseni Sim, which is something that's beyond the natural course of events or the natural means that Kadesh Baruch Hu created in this world. So over here, technically, it would be that you don't make a bracha over here. Or you, if you do make a bracha, maybe a sha'akol. There is a Yerushalmi that says the bracha that the Jews made on the man was hamotzi lechem min hashemayim. Because it did not come from the ground, it came from heaven. And therefore it was a different matbeah shetavu chachamim. It was a different type of enunciation that chachamim gave for that. So there would be a good argument to say, maybe over here, or maybe a different bracha. Would it be bore priya etz? Is it bore priya mate? Is it bore priya adama? What is this? So... Obviously, people talk about hydroponics, if that is a bore pri adama or not. Chamavadi has a little tshuva about that, where he basically comes in and says it's shakol because it's not growing from the ground. But we would like to stress on a different question that Chamavadi brings in Yechaved Da'at, in Chelek Dalet, Siman Nun Bet, where he talks about uh, papaya. Now, I believe, he's not talking about the papaya that we're familiar with. I think it's the papaya that he meant to say banana, an exotic fruit, because uh, the papaya that at least I know about does not share the characteristics that a uh, what he was talking about. It's more in line with that of banana. So I'm just going with based on what he said that it was a papaya, but I really believe it's a banana, as you will soon see in a moment why we're saying that. So when he calls papaya, we're going to call banana because as far as I know, uh, papaya actually is growing from a tree and it is a priya aets, and therefore... I don't think it would be subject to what he was referring to. It clearly is that of a, of a banana. So the question that he had was, this papaya, banana, if a person were to encounter this, what bracha would they make? So you're going to say, well, what, what do you mean? What do you mean by what bracha would you make? What's the question? So it's not that simple at all. Because there's actually nine fruits, according to science, that are not really fruits. According to the law, 
What do I mean? I'll give you an example. I'll, sh- I'll show you one example. One example is egvaniot, tomatoes, 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 wherever you come from. So the question is, the tomatoes that we have, what are they? Are they fruit? Are they vegetables? So most people tell you straight up, they're vegetables. What do you mean? They're in salads, they're used as a condiment, and it's clearly bunched together with vegetables. But that doesn't mean anything. By association, doesn't necessarily mean that's what it is. Uh, you know, just because uh, you're around certain people doesn't mean you your essence is that. You could be totally different than that. You just happen to be associated with that. So, egvaniot, these tomatoes, according to science, they're actually berries. And they are fruit. However, according to the chok, according to the law, they're classified as vegetables. And in case you're like, okay, who really cares? In 1893, the United States Supreme Court issued a ruling stating that tomatoes are a vegetable. They're not considered a fruit. I'm not exactly sure what the case was about, but the fact of the matter is, is that not something that we, quote-unquote, have come to realize and say is, quote-unquote, a fruit may not be a fruit, because we just showed you, according to science, it's called a fruit, it's a berry, but we would never think of a tomato as being a berry. We think of it more as being a vegetable. Also, olives, eggplants, peas, avocados, cucumbers, peppers, pumpkins, zucchini, these nine items, tomatoes all the way down to the last date that I just mentioned, according to scientific models, fit the category of being straight up fruit because they grow from a tree and therefore their, their, their essence would give off that they are considered fruit. Now, except for olives, almost every single one of those, the eight out of nine, abore preadama, or excuse me, the, uh, avocados are not because it grows on a tree. But literally two out of the nine are ha'etz. However, the other ones are bore priadama, tomatoes, eggplants, peas, cucumbers, peppers, pumpkins, zucchini. All these things are grow from the ground, but according to science, they are considered perot. And yet we know we don't make bore uh, priadama on that. Why? Because there's no etz. Cucumber does not grow on, off a tree. And so the question we have to ask ourselves is, this banana, what bracha do you make on this? Now, he brings down that it should be dependent on two very big questions, whether or not you say it's a fruit or it's a vegetable. Because if you say it's a fruit, you run into a big problem. Besides for the brachot, there's something which is called orla. Orla is the first three years of a tree's growth. You are not allowed to partake of the fruit whatsoever. It's considered chazir. It's considered not kosher. It's a good trivia question to ask somebody. How could it be that two people are holding the exact same item? One person would be considered eating non-kosher and another person would say he's not. The answer is one person is holding a item that grew from the tree that is still within the third year and another person is holding the exact same item. It's after the third year. Now, one person would be asur for them to eat. The other person, it's 100% fine. It's after the orla, after the third year. So over here, ask the Ichavedat, this banana, does it have the Dine Orla or not? So he brings down from the Ridvaz in Chalekimo Tavkof Lamed Aleph that says, when he's referring to Chatzelim, eggplant, he brings from the Sefer Kaftov Raferach that, of course, Chatzelim have Simane Etz. They look like they're a tree. And it will come out that maybe you would think that it should be Asur for a person to eat for the first three years, like Dine Orla. He says, however, says the Ridvaz, when I made Aliyah, 
and came to Eretz Yisrael, which I'll be so glad to do that very soon, I saw that everyone was eating chatzelim, and no one thought twice about it of it being a chashash or la, that it's a problem. And he said from this, it was very clear to me that everyone obviously held that this was a vegetable. Now the problem is, the Gemara in Kedushin, tells us, Safek or Lab Eretz Yisrael is Asur. So, this is a serious thing. It's like a Safek to Arayta al-Khumra. What are you going to do in a case like this? He says, most probably, the reason why everyone was eating it is, it's very interesting, he says in Misfara, his own logical deduction of why it's like that, because since the Chatzelim are planted, and within the year, this is the key words right here, Within the year, from the seed being planted in the ground, already perot are forthcoming, and therefore, it has more of a din like that of a vegetable than that of a pri, and therefore, you make obrei pri adama. Now, it's very interesting, because the Redvaz has no basis whatsoever to saying this p'sak He's saying, like, it would appear to me that this is the reason why, just scientifically. Now, there are many things that we could say that according to quote-unquote science, it would be like that, but halakha not necessarily follows the science. If you were to have somebody that were to master engineering, that they could somehow get that linen and wool could not be together even though they are together, the fact is, shatnez is shatnez, you can't take that away. So also over here, what does that mean? That because you stick the seed into the ground, it grows within a year, that's not a classification of being a tree. What does that mean? And even more interesting, we know trees have nothing to do with height. A blueberry bush, for example. Blueberries are haetz. Why? Because the blueberry bush lasts for a very long time. It does not wither and it does not, it, it does not let the fruit fall off. It could be there for, for years. So, according to Allah, that's called an etz. What do you mean etz? It's a bush. It's very small. The answer is, it's not talui in size. Because as we're going to see in a moment, banana trees could grow up to 12, 15 feet tall. I've seen banana trees, and they're very, very tall. And uh, when they're hanging down, with, it seems like they have like an anchor that weighs down and brings down the banana, the, the cluster of bananas. Those, those items are very, very tall. And yet, we make a barepreadama on a banana. So it has nothing to do with height. So the question over here that we have is, is that what's going on? Why is it that the Redva says that because since you could plant it within the year, it's still considered that of a yedek, it's still considered a, a, a form of being a vegetable, not that of being a, a pri ha'aretz. Now, the Shelotu Chuvot Alachot Ketanot brings down, he argues vehemently against the Redvaz, and he says this reason that the Redvaz gave, because you plant the seed into the ground somehow that indicates that this is a vegetable, he says, how can you do that to go against an Esur Torah of Orla? This is not like, this is not like kids' games here. This is a serious transgression. If a person gets it wrong, it comes out that they're eating Orla within Toch Shaloshanim. It's considered like the, the, the same ramification of not being, not being a, a, a kosher species. So also over here, you should say the same thing too. It should be a big problem. So why is it that uh, he's uh, so laid back about it that, oh no, it's not a problem, you don't have to worry about it, it's, it's 100% good. What do you mean it's 100% good? How can it be 100% good? If it's a problem, it's a problem. So, the Chazonish also says, he concurs with that of the Al-Khad and he seems to say that just because 
scientifically, you're showing me that it grows within a year. Okay, and trees don't normally do that. Okay, are you getting that from anywhere? Who says that? It seems like the, the uh, Ridvaz is getting that from his own Svara. He's not getting it from any Gemara. And the Sefer Svarim Usafrim from Rav Zevin, he writes that even though the Ridvaz writes it from his own Svara, he says he's definitely an Amud Gadol to be Somechanim. In other words, you're right. We don't have a, a real valid reason why the Ridvaz is saying what he's saying. But uh, if the Ridvaz is saying it, we could be Somechadat. The Kolalio brings from Reb Shmuel Germezian, he says that there was actually a Tosefta. Now, where the Tosefta is, he doesn't say it. Maybe he found it somewhere. Maybe it's hidden somewhere that he happened to be privy to. But the, the fact is that Reb Shmuel Germezian, he actually found a Tosefta that says that it is based on growing within a year. If it grows within a year, that by definition is a Yerek, that is a vegetable. And he concurs with Maran Bet Yosef in Orachayim, he says in Sleman Ereshkimel, that a person makes a, a banana, a bananas, a bore preadama, and he compares chatzelim to bananas. So you see that the same thing too, if it's within a year, and seemingly it's going to eventually die, that we can classify as a yerek, as that of a vegetable. And the Baal Chesed Avraham from Azulai, he brings down as well that he was made, that he spoke to Tamidei Maran, Bet Yosef, as well, Tamidei Reb Chaim Vital, and he saw all, everyone was eating Chatzelim. People think Chatzelim is a modern day thing. No, Chatzelim is <laughs> hundreds of years old. People were eating it all over, and no one thought twice about it, being a Chashash Isur, that maybe they're eating or not. No one thought about that at all. They made a Borei Priyadama. Even Yerushalayim, where he saw great Tamidei Chachamim, Yerushalayim, people were machmir on themselves to the nth degree, and they're mitnaheg with Kamimine Kedushot Be'eser Yadot, which means that they were at the, the, the most extreme way that you can imagine somebody keeps halacha as, as careful as can be. And yeah, when it came to Chatzelim, everyone was eating it like it was, uh, like, like it was uh, totally fine. What happened? How could you do that? Obviously, they held that this was not a problem as all, at all. And supposedly, they say a story that when they asked the Beit Yosef himself about Chatzilim, is it a problem of Orda? He replied by saying, Go look outside and see what people are doing. What does that mean? That if people are no Aglakel, you could be Mekela as well. And this halacha of being an Eretz Yisrael, if it's in Chutzaretz, for sure it's a Safek de Rabbanan, and you could for sure eat it. But again, Chacham is very quick to point out, when we say a safek lekula, according to the Chachamim, that's only when it's a safek that was noled me'atzmo, that it somehow got within itself. But not because we have a safek, what bracha do we make on this? Or what chesaron idea, or it's a chesaron in us knowing what the is in such a case. But you see from this Rdvaz that prior to coming to Eretz Yisrael, he actually was machmir, only after coming to Eretz Yisrael and seeing that everyone had a very laid-back attitude towards it, he obviously now was Choser and says it's Heter, and it's not Orla whatsoever. And therefore, it comes out that if a person wants to partake of bananas, they will make a Berei Priyadama. And not only that, this is where we started off in the middle, of the beginning of the Shiur, and we mentioned the middle as well, that it has to be he's talking about a banana, not a papaya, because papayas, they don't really grow like this. I've seen papayas. And uh, bananas are not like that. The banana has a system that there are major leaves that push through a hollow hole. And through this hole, the it's like a shaft where it pushes through all of the bananas that are eventually going to come through there. 
And after the banana lets forth that the fruit is now ready to go, literally the, the, this entire tree collapses from the weight. It's a very heavy anchor that's pulling it down. It eventually snaps and it falls under the weight. And then you look and you see there's a hollow hole where the shaft used to be. And it's now getting ready to push out another banana fruit from that. But again, it could grow from 15 to 20 feet tall. It's very, very large. And yet we say that's not anything because it's not a, it's, it's not considered a tree since it's chalul. And the Chazonish writes also, he says, anything that's not mitkayem for more than three years is not by definition called a halachic tree. So a banana tree definitely doesn't fall into that category because eventually after, like we said, under the weight of the banana, it eventually cracks and it dies. So they say that between the near mitzaref, that the fact is that since it's within a year it grows, and the eitz is halul, we say that this tree is considered hollow. So between those two, you say that it would come out, may you make a adama, there is no problem or la, or la whatsoever, and a person could eat it without thinking twice. And Hamavadi writes on his, in the footnotes on the bottom, he says, very interesting, he said, there was somebody that came and was trying to make a big ruckus about that. True, if you're telling me scientifically, it has the cholet, it has the possibility to grow within a year, but there are some things that can withhold it from growing uh, within a year. He says, for example, it depends on the climate. There are some climates in Eretz Israel that if you were to plant it, it would not grow within a year because it's too cold for it to grow. So it'll come out and within 18 months it will grow by hook or by crook. So it's not, quote-unquote, a year, it's not that it should be considered a, a yerek, a vegetable. However, Hamavadi says that there are many people who are dedicated to having that agriculture and halakha are actually coinciding one with another and they're working hand in hand. And this, this group of people, they said, although technically this person, Misfara, is right, he says the fact is it's not true at all. No matter what the climate is, obviously we're not talking about extreme climates, but more or less, even if it is a a winter where it is a little colder than usual for the, this fruit to th- thrive, it would be considered that it's okay, a yedek. Why? Because it does eventually grow. This person got it wrong. They made a misfara, or maybe they happened to be looking at a fruit that was a little bit of a slower pace. But they have found that it is that once the fruit is planted, within a year, it already starts to grow that of fruit. So what we see from here is that planting something and having it immediately grown would be a bore priyadama. So it would come out then, in our case here, with the shkedim, it would be a bore priyadama, Pashtut, because it came immediately, it's not etz, it's not bore priyadama, it's not a regular etz, if, assuming that abracha and masenisim is allowed. So over here, probably, it would be a bore priyadama, just because it is growing on a piece of wood, and it grew immediately, and therefore something that grows immediately, by definition, in the eyes of Allah, is called a vegetable. This audio series has been brought to you by the Sephardic Halakha Center. The center is committed to advancing research and application of Halakha in the Sephardic community nationwide. For a Halakhic consultation, monetary Bedin services, to order this series or to sign up to receive the Sephardic Halakha Journal, or for all other information, please call 1-844-200-TSHC or email info at org to subscribe.